So back in 2015, there was a call from the members of the Pan-African Federalist Movement at a meeting in Dakar, Senegal, to start preparations for its first Congress to be held in Accra, Ghana. Just recently, the Congress's steering committee was elected in Jamaica. To talk about this and the Federation's vision of Pan-Africanism, I am joined by phone from Toronto by Ahmed Lowe of the Group for Research and Initiative for the Liberation of Africa. Welcome back to Amandla, Ahmed. It's been a long time. Yes, thank you for having me. Thank you. So the stated goal of the Pan-African Federalist Movement is to unite Africa in the course of one generation. And this is an amazingly exciting and ambitious goal. So I'd like you to talk to us a little bit about what the goal is exactly and how the movement plans to uh, achieve it. Yes, but uh, maybe before to, to talk about the goal, uh, oh. let me just back a little bit on uh, how we came to the conclusion that we have to move in that direction to have a Pan-Afghanist federal state Good. within one generation. Okay. Uh, we have been, uh, the, the Pan-Afghanist movement has been going through some long struggles that, that spans on centuries trying to put an end to the situation of domination. The uh, continent and black people in general have been going under for a very long time. So after several, several attempts to, 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 to break away from that, that, that uh, cause of, of, of domination, we have come to the conclusion that uh, we have to try a different strategy which goes beyond the the individual current states as they exist today because those are neo-colonial states who have been divided uh, from the Berlin Conference and because of the very nature of the Berlin Conference being, just to remind our listeners, uh, explain what the Berlin Conference was. Yeah, the Berlin Conference took place in Germany in 1884 and where all the European powers uh, sit around a table and decided to partition the African continent into colonial states that will be under their, their rule. And from there on, the major player, of course, were at the time France, uh, Portugal, uh, Germany to a certain extent. Uh, from that time on, uh, the continent was divided into small territories and then every country was under the rule of a European country, those, those colonial countries. So that has lasted until the 1960s when uh, a wave that we called the National Liberation Movement, people started to fight for independence. And uh, that have been influenced, of course, by a lot of major world events that were happening around the world. Uh, we had the Cuban Revolution that took place in between. You had the Chinese Revolution in 1949. And also the ongoing process of resistance of Africans who since the period of slavery, uh, have been trying to, to, to regain their sovereignty. All those uh, kind of uh, phenomena have contributed to the intensification of the struggle for uh, national liberation. Uh, I forgot to mention also a very uh, interesting example was uh, the case of Algeria was one of yes. the first countries to, to gain independence through armed struggle in the African continent. Mm-hmm. And it has been very bloody and very difficult for a lot of countries and uh, on the 60s, of course, uh, knowing that uh, these guys were moving uh, for sure into independence, some of the colonial powers kind of managed to, to, to hand over uh, nominal independence. But 
while controlling still the structure of the economy, controlling the politically those countries. And then now we are in 2018, we realize that most of these countries, even though they have what we call formal independence, are still really under the control of the former colonial power. Yeah. One good example of that is uh, if you take the case of West African countries who are mostly in majority ruled by French, they are still uh, using a, a currency called CFA, the, uh, it used to be colonial France uh, African countries. And that currency is still uh, uh, in effect today. And all the the, 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 the 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 money that is used by those countries in terms of import and exporting have to be deposited into a central bank that is controlled by France. And then uh, they don't have really a sovereignty over their, their own currency. The other example I can give in the terms of the lack of independence of those countries is that uh, you see the, the way France has been playing in terms of of, of in, being involved and ministry coup, removing leaders and picking who they would put in place. And recently, in the case of, of Mali, we, that was a good example. So to summarize it, we can say that even though we have made some progress in terms of putting an, an end to the old form of colonialism with the forced labor and all those kind of things, we still have to fight a little bit further to regain full control over our destiny and uh, that we came to the conclusion that that cannot be happening as long as we stay as uh, individual countries because we are too fragmented, too weak politically and economically to move ahead and then regain our sovereignty. So that's why we came to the conclusion that the best solution at this point in time is to move into a federal state which will pull the resources together between uh, not only African countries but even in the future, why not uh, incorporate the black diaspora from the yeah. Caribbean and those countries with the majority of black population. Yeah. To what, bring what, that. Mm-hmm. What, is, what does a federalist state mean? What, what would that actually look like in reality? In reality, what, what, what we envision is that uh, at the initial stage, we will see like a political structure that will rule these countries in specific areas like uh, defense, for example. Because none of these countries have the, the financial resources or the, the technical capabilities to defend their own uh, territories in terms of security, it will be a, a federal army that will be pre-positioned, for example, in different regions of the continent. We can have a cantonment in the west, in the south, in east, and uh, those uh, federal armies will be responsible, basically, to 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 create a concern for security within the African continent mm-hmm. instead of relying into into forces becoming being sent by United Nations even because we know that all those forces are also controlled by the same forces that used to control the African continent and they have their own agenda so we have to be self-reliant in terms of creating the condition for our own security and survival mm-hmm. and only a federal state can do that because the countries as I mentioned are too weak taken one by one to have the resources or the, the power to, to, to defend themselves individually. You talk, you talk about uh, you talk about self-reliance, and I would you know really when 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 we start talking about self-reliance at root, we're talking about the economy or the economies of uh, 
Africa. So how would, um, under this model of federalism, how does Africa become economically independent from its former colonial, the, 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 the powers that, that colonized it, and then from there, you know, the United States and other powers that are, that are exploiting the continent now? Yes, I, I should say that the, 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 the question of economic independence cannot be delinked by, with the, the question of political independence because the two, the politics have to define the type of economy you would like to build and mm-hmm. in which direction you have to go. So these are two phenomena that are interrelated and directly linked. One being a strong economy will also provide, provide the political power to, to move ahead, but we need to have a political vision to know what kind of economy you want to build and how you're going to get into that kind of situation. So economically, what we can give you as an example, just to make it simple, is that right now, as I mentioned, the question of the currency is a situation where we can have envision to have like a common currency, at least at the regional level, even though those currencies could be in the future be merged into one single currency that will be a continental currency to be used in terms of exchange. And because the African continent is one of the richest continents in terms of resources, and then creating a new currency requires lots of reserves to back that currency. And uh, with the amount of gold and natural resources that you have in a, in a continent, I would not think that it would be a big problem to pull the resources together to have uh, the reserve that will, that will guarantee the stability of a strong currency to compete at the at the international level. Mm-hmm. But also, but also, you have to take a situation like the negotiation type of negotiation that takes place at the at the international, uh, how do you call it, the commerce, uh, WTO. This, oh, the World Trade Organization. The world, yeah, the World Trade Organization. Mm-hmm. If you take a small country like, like, like Gambia, who is, which is a very small economy, and then two, three million people, what kind of power does that kind of country have to go and negotiate at the international level with the European Union yeah. or uh, all these powers? So it does not make sense at all that 60 years after independence, we are still trying to maintain these this, this, this countries who are, first of all, artificial because uh, uh, they were, as I mentioned in, earlier, they were carved arbitrarily based on a, uh, on a map that was decided by external forces, by the European uh, colonial powers. And uh, it would make sense that uh, at least at the economic level, even uh, uh, taking into consideration the question of, of currency, the question of... of, of of integration with the global economy, uh, where you need to have a strong block to, uh, that will allow you to defend your position in terms of defending your economy, your resources, your access to the resources. Those are issues that cannot be dealt with, uh, as I mentioned, by individual countries. And that's why yeah. we believe that we need to go into this federal state uh, with at least few areas that, that can be an embryo of a federation at the political level, Taking into consider, taking into account, or taking care of issues like securities, uh, the currency, the uh, the collective security, the federal army, and the common currency, those kind of things, mm-hmm. and then uh, intensifying the uh, economic partnership with the Caribbean and countries in the what do we call the global south, 
Latin America, Asia, the Caribbean, etc. Yeah. Well, as you so rightly pointed out, that the economy cannot be delinked from politics and that it takes a political vision to drive through a different vision of the economy that then, you know, leads to a true autonomy. But what's the, how do you, how do you capture that political power that then makes that transformation possible? What What is the federation, what is the Pan-Africanist federation movement putting forth as a way to actually concretely capture enough political power to realize this vision? That's, that's, the, that's the tricky part and, 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 and a difficult part because uh, there are different uh, visions and, and approaches uh, even within the, the Pan-African federal movement, mm-hmm. uh, which is uh, some people advocating to have uh, like a, a referendum that will be organized at the level of each country to, 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 to call for the creation of this, uh, for the population to push their leaders to agree to call for the creation of this political federation. I'm not very enthusiastic, uh, very convinced of that would be mm-hmm. the best approach. But in my sense, uh, reviving the Pan-Africanist ideal and then contributing to the repolitization of the youth through this type of movement can lead to a situation where political forces will emerge into individual countries and will try to grab uh, to, 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 to take power into those individual countries. Now, if you have two or three countries that are neighboring each other and then they are closer, who, where you have some progressive leaders coming into power with this type of vision, yeah. they could form, in my sense, an embryo of a federation right. that could later on be an example to show that this is feasible and this is not really just at the level of ideas. Mm-hmm. Would you be prepared to kind of uh, hypothesize when you talk about a small agglomeration of countries that could become a hub for this kind of vision? Can you kind of imagine? what region of Africa has the greatest potential to kind of become the vanguard of this kind of movement? I think that uh, all the regions are kind of ripe for this type of changes, but there are some weaknesses in the sense that uh, uh, this will require a high level of political organization that have been lacking recently. Uh, in my in a paper that I wrote recently, I, I raised that question of the fragmentation of the, the embryo of progressive forces uh, uh, is what explained that in the last, in, in recently you have uh, attempts of, 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 of moving further into term, in terms of transforming the societies, whether it was in, in Egypt or in Tunisia or the, the popular insurrection that removed the dictatorship in Burkina Faso. But none of those popular insurrections were able to move beyond that and then be transformed into a social revolution. And that is, in my sense, in a way, because of a lack of a vanguard organization mm-hmm. that uh, can be linked to this movement and then oriented and then take this movement into their logical conclusion, which is the transformation of the national state into a truly independent state and not uh, get away and move away from this neo-colonial path of mm-hmm. how this country has been ruled, ruled in the past for, for, for decades and decades. Well, let's take a look at the whole notion of uh, a vanguard because the uh, Pan-African Federalist Movement on their website, um, they quote Sheikh Anta Diop, one of the really the granddaddies of Pan-Africanism, who decades ago stated, and I will quote here, What he said was, a feeling of general insecurity generated by the ineptitude of African regimes in dealing with the most crucial issues will result in the masses entering the picture sooner or later. 
I feel the masses will find within their own ranks the type of political vanguards made up of young, altruistic, and politically motivated Africans to unleash a powerful, continent-wide movement. Do you feel that that, that that is there, that that is motivating this l- latest initiative, that there is that presence and that power to move this project forward? And if so, tell us a little bit about who they are or some of them. Yeah, I think that, uh, that, that once the, the, this movement uh, 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 on the move, it's within that process of development that, uh, that, that, that the political leadership that Van Gatter, I'm talking about, will emerge. It's not something that will be pre, pre-configured outside and then come to lead uh, the mass of the population. It's through the daily struggle to, to achieve this kind of goals that uh, this, such a leadership is, will be emerging. You know, I can give just a few examples of, of, of movements that have not reached that state yet, but is an indication of the the mentality shift that is happening within the youth of the continent, with uh, movements like uh, Filimbi in the in, in the Congo who have been uh, uh, at least uh, trying to to fight for to to improve the the, the democratic process in the country. You have uh, Ballet Citoyen in uh, in in Burkina Faso who was very instrumental and very active in the insurrection that removed the Blaise Compaoré two mm-hmm. or three years ago, who was yeah. the president in Burkina Faso. In Senegal, you have a movement called Yanamar. You have similar movement in 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 Mali. In so across the continent, I think you have movements that are like that, but that are in the early infancy, and then have the possibility to develop politically as through the the process of the struggle. Now, I would not be surprised that one day or that we cannot predict strong leadership will emerge from from those. And uh, that will be a starting point, maybe in terms of of building a more structured political organization with a clear vision of where uh, we would like to go. Other than that, it will be just uh, 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 some movement that will emerge from time to time, and uh, uh, that will not, do, as I say, uh, go all the way to their, their ultimate. Uh, goals of, of transforming the society and mm-hmm. uh, of, of, of changing the relationship that uh, the countries have with the external world, but also restructuring the internal dynamics of the social relationship within the, the African countries. Mm-hmm. The movement has chosen a federalist model. I mean, there's all different kinds of models that could be adopted in pursuing a pan-Africanist ideal, but specifically what they're talking about is a federalist movement, which you know, in a more neutral sense, could also be a very neoliberal model. It's it's not it's not by definition necessarily a progressive model. So, are there any concerns that this could be hijacked by a neoliberal vision and uh, you know end up derailing the, the pan Africanist roots of of this or the pan Africanist vision for this move forward? Yeah, there is always that, 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 that risk, and, and it's something that people need to take into consideration very seriously. Uh, but as I say, it's kind of uh, difficult to predict what might happen. But uh, we believe that since the, most of the countries, uh, when they were under colonial rule, let's say if I take the case of West Africa that I'm very, very more familiar with, these countries were not ruled as, on, on an individual basis, country by country. You had... Uh, in West Africa, for example, the capital was in Senegal, but 
the whole West African region was ruled as a as, as a big entity by the French colonial powers, mm-hmm. and, uh, and 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 also historically before you had some some uh, historical formation like uh, the Mandan Empire and those also had some form of, of federal, federal uh, structure that will make us believe that today as as we speak that could be the most viable form of of union that we can uh, can consider in terms of bringing back uh, the people together around a common vision now once it starts it might evolve into somewhere else depending on the internal dynamics yeah. of the different political forces that will hold that project but yeah. uh, it's kind of hard to predict in advance. But yeah. there's a the potential, but there's, there's also historically uh, a chance that uh, this is the best option we have at this point in time. Of course. So um, Pan-Africanism is, you know, this is a centuries-old vision and aspiration, and uh, there have been many international and internationalist meetings around this vision for Africa and the diaspora. Is there, if you could put your finger on it, is there something, I mean, of course, the whole notion of Pan-Africanism has also evolved over all of these decades. And so in this most recent initiative, can you put your finger on something that may, that sets it apart or that makes it in some way is bringing a new either strategic approach or ideological approach? Is there anything unique about this latest initiative? Uh, recently, there's that uh, example that, that has been uh, can be pinpointed in terms of, 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 of an example, but the latest one I can give as uh, being very distinctive and being was the National Liberation Movement, where you had, let's say, different movements across uh, different countries. Let's say if you take the former Portuguese colony of mm-hmm. uh, distance from, as far away as from between Mozambique, Angola, and uh, Guinea-Bissau, Guinea who, based on Pan-Africanism, managed to to, 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 to stay the course on, on that vision and then uh, uh, try to, to work together to, to, to build something that was able to challenge the, the Portuguese colonial power in those countries. Now, what kind of example we can give? Is, that that's the best example I can give. But uh, uh, as I say, it has existed in the past. It's not uh, that the African states have existed always as they are right now. The configuration is very recent in terms of history, and uh, common sense dictates that this country comes back together. But we have to define the basis and the foundation around which people we have to come together. And that's the political vision of, uh, of, 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 of which will take the form of a political federation at this point in time. Has a date been set for the conference in Accra? Yes, it's going to be December the the, the eighth through December thirteenth, and uh, we are calling upon all Panafricans across the world because right now there are regions that are organized, and then there are cells in. Or more than 40 countries are calling of uh, all those movements to come together because that's going to be a major step in trying to agree on the path going forward yeah. because so far what has been happening has been only on the provisional level. But we need to put together st- officially structured uh, doc- uh, consensus document that people can agree on and in terms of have a minimum consensus on the vision where we would like to go so that at least going forward, those structures will be carrying the task of moving it to the next level. But uh, 
that's going to be the, the goal, the main goal of this conference is to set up the, the different structures and then bring all these sections of Pan-Africanist movement from whether it is the Latin America, the Caribbean, the 54 or so African countries together and then sit down and say, what, where do we go from here in terms of moving towards the path of, of political federation that we bring together Africa and its diaspora? Mm-hmm. And what's been the response to the call? It's been uh, amazing. It's been it's been very good. Uh, it has some challenges, of course, but uh, the, uh, the fact that today the movement is present in the Caribbean, in the uh, you have uh, in every region of the country of the world, you have a representation of this uh, movement. Tells you that there's uh, people are looking for a solution of the uh, on the current situation, and they're on the lookout to to, to participate into something that could potentially be uh, very critical in terms of, of of changing the situation in Africa, in the diaspora. And even if that happens, that will, for sure, have a good impact on the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. Will you be there? I will try to be there. I'm hoping to be there. Uh, <laughs> but whether physically or through my contribution by different means, uh, I will be there in one form to or another. Amazing. Sure. Okay, well, this conversation will definitely continue. Now, they have a really very beautiful website, I have to say. It's incredibly impressive with these just kind of gorgeous illustrations of all kinds of Pan-Africanist leaders and thinkers and quotes from them. It's just amazing. Could you uh, share the website address with our listeners? Yes, the website is uh, United African states.org okay. United African states.org African with a K instead of a C Okay, great. Okay, so we encourage our, and we'll, we'll post that on our blog as well. So Ahmed, thank you so much for joining us and uh, clearly this is a conversation to be continued so I guess uh, towards the end of December we're going to be talking again Thanks so much for having us and, and thanks for the great work you guys do. Okay, bye-bye, Good night. Thanks